welcome to Tabletop Game Talk On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Josh. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. And Josh stole my lines. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that because uh, Chris tried to put something really mean in there, but Fletcher refused. Sorry, I just had to interject. <laughs> yeah, this I don't week hate is our five-year anniversary. <laughs> And we're starting off strong. <laughs> and this week is our five-year anniversary, sort of. Um, I didn't start till episode four, so it doesn't really count till next month for me. But since Josh is here, we'll treat it like it's been five years for everyone, even though Fletcher doesn't get to talk for the first half of this episode, I would assume. I think it's <laughs> 40%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, The Gift of Games in Grace Lake, and Emil Jiljam, Shane Poole, George Gia, Corey Bell, Thomas Akaretti, I missed that name, and the SGC, all former <laughs> friends of the show, and therefore lifelong friends of the show. So if you guys are still listening, and Geralt, then thank you. Um, we, we still appreciate you and remember you. Especially when I do a search on Patreon, I'm like, oh, look. But... I, I still to this day every once in a while want to be want to say Emil's name as a friend of the show because <laughs> he was our first name in the first spot for so long so long but yeah but yeah no I we appreciate all of our patrons and we appreciate everyone who's not a patron too um I'm just shocked at the support we get over the last five years and are still getting and people are still listening to us and I again really don't know why but um, let's see if we can unpack it and figure it out. Also, some people are even listening to us live on Zoom by going to tabletopgametalk.com slash live. So shout out to Matthew, Sean, Michael, Christopher, Eric, Courtney, Darren, Terrence, John, Lightning, Steve, Joe, Sean, different Sean, and Marina. <laughs> <laughs> And also, uh, Josh, welcome back. How you been? We. I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's been too long since I've seen all your lovely faces. We've all had uh, a pandemic and, uh, you know, I've been gallivanting across the US in places like uh, Austin, Texas, Santa Fe, New Mexico, but I'm back in Chicago. Um, and uh, yeah, just, you know, living life, doing my own podcast these days and... Glad to be back for five years. I can't believe it's been five years since we started this thing. It's I can't crazy, believe man. you put it on your calendar and you texted me saying, hey, this coming week's five years. I think you should have me back. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been funny if I did that? That would have been very out of character of me. Josh has a calendar? <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, Katie knows about it. I've never seen this thing. <laughs> All right. So you said you have your own podcast. And I'm going to ask you, like, I don't know. Um, what's So if people mm. really want to hear you on a weekly basis, talk about stuff. Like That's true. You, do you have it, your own board you should, game podcast? No. Don't be silly. I wouldn't dare compete with this behemoth that this has become. <laughs> that'd be silly. Uh, no, I mean, you know, once I, once we all, you guys moved to the suburbs, my gaming group went away. So it always made logical sense that I would leave, uh, the podcast because I'm not really gaming as much anymore. But, um, I have been since 2013 kind of a bit obsessed with, uh, Tesla Motors, SpaceX, Elon Musk companies managed to get, 
uh, a little bit invested uh, over the years and uh, went to um, Tesla's Battery Day last year. And that's really where I sort of met the community. You know, we got a Discord group together. We all hang out, drunk beers together. And then I started with one of my good friends, Harry, uh, a podcast called Tesla Commonwealth Podcast. So search that on any of your sort of podcast players, Spotify, iTunes, and we're on YouTube as well uh, as Tesla Commonwealth Podcast. Um, and yeah, we talk about it from like long-term investors' point of view. What's the what's the new goings on in the Tesla world? But sometimes we branch out into investing in general. We might talk about what's going on in the Bitcoin world. You know, latest companies we're interested in. So we we branch out a bit too uh, in that sense. But uh, it's it's been great fun so far, and, and allows me to keep scratching that podcasting. Oh, and the other good thing was I actually managed to get to ask Elon a question during Battery Day. So. If you go to episode one and go to the 14 minute mark, you can see that clipped out part where I talk to Elosk about what's happening. So that was a good fun. Yeah. I thought the part where he like gave you the peck on the cheek, that was especially moving. Can you imagine? <laughs> this is during COVID. We were all in Tesla. So it was like drive-in movie theater. That's just made more of this, all that more special. Um, yeah. It was kind of funny. You're all like a parking lot audience. Well, we are glad <laughs> yeah. to have you here. Last week was our 250th episode, and we didn't make a big deal out of it because, you know, what's in a number? Exactly. And you Arbitrary. S- yeah, you said that it's important that we celebrate the actual anniversaries and not just some numbers. So Absolutely. episode 251, um, yeah, no other podcast in the history <laughs> of the world has ever made a big deal of this episode, but we are. <laughs> And what it's our birthday, Chris. It is. It is our birthday. And it, this actually, as we're recording, or as this drops, one or the other, it is it is actually five years. I think it's the I think it's Tuesday. So as most people are listening to this, I think that is our five year anniversary from episode one. But um yeah, so as a I don't know, I I, I like giving things away. Um we're gonna be giving away gift cards today. Two of them. I would be try to make money on this podcast. Like let's I, not do that. There's there's no way of making money on the podcast. So if I can just not spend, no one out there is making money on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. don't be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe Rogan is making a great living. Well, all right, <laughs> nobody doing subjects that we do are making money on podcasts. <laughs> so if I like I say, if I come close to breaking even, which I typically don't, um, but if I come close to breaking even, I, I figure that's a that's a win. So how am I not going to break even this month? By giving away two $251, yes, that right, $251 (laughs) gift cards. Um, The first one will be a drawing for anyone who is a current patron. The second one will be a drawing for anyone who's entered into our contest plus our current patrons. And everyone has a single entry. So you have an even chance of winning. I think we have like 200 and or not 200, 160-ish entries or so. So your odds aren't terrible for winning a gift card but i'm going to randomly give it away throughout the show probably near the end and that way you have to listen to the whole show or you can just fast skip to the, the 52 end. minute mark <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey we don't know how long this episode is going to be it could go a long time until kitty's like i'm tired i have to go oh, is that an option no <laughs> i'm tired i have to go <laughs> It wouldn't be an episode of Tabletop Game Talk if we weren't sure that Kitty was tired. We'll keep you I mean, around, though. If you guys would just quit your day jobs, that would be great for me. If we uh, could record this during like afternoon nap time, <laughs> I would be so much more on point than after bedtime, where I'm okay. just like, <sighs> For the record, we have tried to record it afternoon nap time 
That's far more <laughs> That's unpredictable. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DTN was always kind of a. <laughs> that was just the two of us trying to coordinate. It's like, um, yeah. I don't know. Give me 15 minutes. He might go to sleep. Although usually there were some extra uh, adjectives in there that I don't typically <laughs> use on the show. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was good times. Fletcher, what's going on with you these days? Well, I'm inching ever closer to getting married. That's happening next month. And uh, this weekend is my bachelor party. Yay. Yay. And we're going... I actually texted you today saying, hey, because you mentioned something about going on a swamp boat tour. And I'm like, huh. All right. That gives me a reason to use my swamp boat outfit. But I'm like, huh, maybe there's (laughs) other things I should be dressing for. So... You, you what is a swamp a boat collar. Um, It looks like kind of like a bee harvesting thing. Uh, in other words, I want no exposed flesh because I expect there's mosquitoes everywhere. And I also have already burned to a crisp, so I don't want any sun exposure. So it's I'm, I'm going to look like a ninja with a net over my face. Oh, uh, I think I don't think it'll be like that. Uh, it's on a fan boat. So we'll be going quick or relatively quick. So and I don't think there's going to be any mosquitoes. Yeah, right. but I mean, that that net's not going to protect you from alligators. <laughs> <laughs> it's reinforced mesh underneath. I don't know. Amazon said Almost they're delivering it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Look, here's a picture of my kid touching an alligator. Aw. The visual is, a, is great for the podcast. Yeah, but, this is another uh, reason. Yeah, my kid touched an alligator <laughs> this weekend. He got to hold him. Aw. It, it was a fun time. My kid got to watch a turtle eat a duck. He didn't realize that what was going on. Either did the people I was with. But I'm like, no, that duck is not just staying underwater for a long time. He's being eaten by a turtle. <laughs> wow, that went dark. Huh. Swampo tours. You made it dark. Good job, Chris. <laughs> Back to the brighter side of things. So, yeah. So, I'm not really packed for this weekend yet. But I did pack a bunch of small board games. I think I'm bringing six or seven just in case because I don't want to show up. And, you know, there's five of us for like three days. And if someone's like, huh, if only we had a game and I didn't have one, I would lose all cred. So I have a variety of games that will be available to us. Mostly social. Do you keep your cred next to Josh's calendar? I do. I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually it's actually like rated on his calendar. I get an extra star here, minus star there. (laughs) Christopher asks if I'm bringing Arcadia Quest, and as much as I would love to, it doesn't play five players. So that's part of the challenge of packing for a bachelor party: is you have to plan for the number of players you have, and these are all five player games that will work while not being completely sober. So that's the type of games that I'm getting. So the next question should be, okay, what are these games? So well, I, I'm glad you asked. Here, let me pull up my suitcase. <laughs> let me games. answer my own question. I asked my own question. <laughs> so let's see here. Um, let's uh, bang the dice game because shooting people is fun. And then the crew, because maybe these people are friendly. So we should have a cooperative game. Fantasy Realms, because that's just good, but so people just want to play a card game. Because I don't know the level of gamery of most of these people. And if we want a little heavier game, then I have Tiny Epic Galaxies, which is fantastic. And then finally, The Resistance, which is just a straight-up social deduction. Um, I also brought Homeworld, two versions of it, just in case two people need to go off and you know play an abstract game by themselves. <laughs> so, so I'm all set. 
And then, you know, Fletcher, you said you're going to bring 40K? Uh, no, I'm not going to bring 40K. I can ask uh, my friend if he wants to bring 40K because he's big into that. So that's oh. his entire um, suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He doesn't have. He's not wearing clothes. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not in anything else. That'll take up the 50 pound limit to get on the airplane. <laughs> he doesn't have a small Sorry. boat outfit. My dog walked into the office and started squeaking a ball. I was like, nope, time to go. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so Lightning Steve asks, uh, no, just one. Uh, I think just one's too friendly of a game for this group. I don't know why. I don't really, I know part of the group. I think I know th- three of, I don't know two of them, right? You, that's right. Okay. So Pat, I wasn't Pat really sure. Yeah. And then Matthews asked, no card against humanity, um, which is a good segue into talking about games we don't talk about <laughs> games we don't talk about anymore um but i i put together some questions that we should you know talk about on this episode and these were inspired by josh sending me a text message of 55 things he wanted to talk about that i boiled down into four questions <laughs> and they were all fantastic things josh i'm i'm I only tease any of these things you can break up. No, I mean, uh, I I actually listened to the previous episode. So it it got me thinking about my return for the five-year anniversary. Uh, So I figured it'd be nice to have some things to talk about. Like I said, we don't have to talk about all of them. No, but we will talk about some of them. But what I would like to talk about... So last week, we talked about like the six years of games, technically. But what I want to talk about specifically... And Josh, you are going to go second to last... We're going to start with Kitty. Oh. Kitty, right. in the last, since we started recording the podcast, what is your favorite game that you have played that basically the only reason you would have played that game was because you're doing a podcast? So something where you would have found it organically or whatever, that doesn't count. But the podcast made you aware of this game and therefore... It is your favorite thing. And you can say Calico if you want to or Wingspan. Both of those are valid choices. <laughs> you don't have to come up with something you've never talked about before. Stop spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer my own questions <laughs> with predictable answers. Fine. Um, go. So it's hard because honestly, like, I don't know if I would have encountered like any games really except the ones that you play so basically anything that i have purchased for myself over the last five years counts in this category i think yeah um and i would put calico towards the top of that list wingspan i think you would have picked up it was the hotness it was everyone was talking about it so i I don't know if it fall and i liked it um but it's fallen a little bit out of favor it's it's too much setup for uh my family, I think now we've been playing a lot more Azul, Calico, and those kinds of games. Um, Azul is another one that um, Lightning Steve taught us at Gamehole Con, which are all things I never would have said without this <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, the crew is up there, but you would have made no, you would have made me play that one anyway. I don't know. It's hard though, because would you have picked that one up without a podcast? I don't know. I see. That's the so, thing is, so I don't like, know what I would have picked up. I don't know that it would still be in the hobby without the podcast. Right. Same. Um, the Fox in the Forest is one that I think some of our listeners suggested to me after we talked about, um, a, or maybe it came up on a list when we were doing a two-player games episode something. I bought that one. I know Courtney's a huge fan. I can see her like getting closer to her screen as I talked <laughs> about it. 
She's telling me to get duet. It's in my Amazon cart. I like created a shopping cart during our last episode. Um, I have a problem. I'm actually on Kickstarter now. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be stopped. <laughs> Am I turning into Chris? Am I the new Chris? No, absolutely not. But I do buy a lot more games because of all you guys. So thanks that's, for that. <laughs> that's fair. All right, Fletcher. Your. Um. Like, games that you would not have played otherwise, likely. Yeah. So, it's probably either going to be, or like, you know, Wingspan, or Gloomhaven, or, um, I'm forgetting it, the the monster one. Uh, Kingdom Death? Kingdom Death Monster, yes. But all of those uh, are games, like Gloomhaven and Kingdom Death, you played before you were on the podcast. Um, I didn't, I don't think I played Gloomhaven before I was on the podcast. Maybe oh no 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 because you you've heard of Gloomhaven no you were playing Gloomhaven I don't but think I could, so all right so you you played you started playing Gloomhaven because of the podcast you're like I need to know this game that Chris keeps talking about yes and also like well I mean I guess Wingspan would probably be the ultimate answer because I'd never yeah. heard of it I'd probably not have ever come across it unless you guys had talked about it and we actually played it in person amazingly like two and a half years ago whenever it was <laughs> a few times. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. I think that, that that would have flown. You would not have gotten a game on birds. No. No. All right, Josh. Same question. Well, it's, it's funny because I read the question on the notes and I assumed it was just the game that you really enjoyed playing for the last five years. So I had an answer for that. I've now moved that to one of the other questions <laughs> and uh, very hastily moved some answers around. But so if, if it's one that we wouldn't have necessarily picked up on our own, probably would have been photosynthesis. I mean, I, I've always liked heady games and I, I've played games like chess. I mean, this is a very open game like chess where all the rules are there and everything, all the information's out there. Um, but I loved how it, it, you know, brought out the, um, analysis paralysis in me and you guys got uh, a little miff to how long I was taking. And then we had that sort of deep dive <laughs> podcast where we were sort of going deep into all of our psyches. Um, and, uh, I still feel like it was a little unfair because, the the problem with the analysis paralysis player in a game like that is that everyone else gets to take their turn where the other person's taking a little bit longer. So it seems more out of whack than it is. Um, but it, I don't know. To me, like just going deep on our sort of temperaments, I, I, I fascinates me is kind of like people's psyches. Um, and maybe that's why I like social deduction games and, and very casual games that allow sort of human interaction and, and connection. I guess another one might be Insider just because I might not have come across it. Um, and I love that game so much. It's Aww. so simple. I love those casual games. Anyone can play it. You know, you could get your, your grandma to play it. Um, and uh, it, it's just, but it, it works really well. It's got such an extra fun twist to the 20 questions. Yep. And and in chat, people were expecting you to say the mind as well. Oh, the mind. I mean, I love the mind. <laughs> and I still bring that out at parties and things. And people people go crazy. It's amazing how into it just the average person can get. Yeah. All right, for me, it's it's really difficult to separate what I would have done with or without the podcast. I am serious, though, that it is possible I would not still be as into the well 100% I would not be as into the hobby if it weren't for the podcast but I go through phases and before I was doing the podcast I would be like you know big gaming phase big gaming phase and then not and then back in for a while and then not who knows maybe I'd be playing video games online or something right um but almost anything on Kickstarter I could say would be something that I haven't that I probably would not have gone into as hardcore because the Kickstarter thing 
really started when the podcast really started. I had backed a couple things since then, but I hadn't really done um like I I wasn't into it as much as I am now. So I would say the my favorite game is probably for games that I would not have gotten if not for the podcast is probably Crossfire. Cthulhu Cthulhu Death May Die. <laughs> I should have put it in the chat. I was right. <laughs> I called it. <laughs> and there's a reason for it. And there's a couple there's a couple in the chat too that I will explain. But the reason for that is this is a game that I first heard about at Dice Tower Con, which I probably would not have gone to if I wasn't doing the podcast and we weren't part of the, mm-hmm. the Dice Tower network. Um, this was Eric Lang and Rob Davio, which are designer names, which I probably would not have been really that aware of if it wasn't for the podcast. And I bought it based on those three things alone, right? It was something I saw. I didn't think I would like the game at all. And it turned out to be one of the best games, if not the best. It's hard. The top five is tricky, but it's it's in that top five of just being such a good game. Um, so one of the things mentioned, Christopher mentioned Keyforge. I love Keyforge. I would have played that probably even without the podcast because I still would have seen it and I was a big magic person back you know early early magic and the idea of a non deck building card game really would have appealed to me regardless of the podcast um in fact the podcast is probably the reason I don't play keyforge as much anymore because I spend so much time looking at newer stuff and then it's hard to get back to the old stuff. So sometimes the podcast is a detriment in that I don't get to really focus deep into, you know, individual games. Although I did get to play a couple of um, games this weekend of Keyforge and that was a lot of fun. So, all right. Um, Christopher says I'm called to the new. That is true. That is very true. All right, Kitty, do you want the... Actually, no, I'm going to I'm gonna start with Josh on this one, and then we'll go Fletcher, Kitty, Chris. Um, what was what has surprised you most about doing the podcast in like the last five years of the podcast? I'm so glad you got let me go first, because I'm probably going to steal the answer everyone was going to say. But obviously, <laughs> that that people would actually listen at all um, was one of the biggest uh, surprises, um, you know, just like and and that it's gotten quite a decent following for for you know such a niche topic um you know i mean that's testament to you chris but uh, you know putting in such i mean all of you really i i put in the absolute least amount of work of any of us um but you know uh you know chris uh, often would like you know schmooze his way with tom vassal and get himself on um you know the the uh forget how to what the name of it was but it was like the news right the news of the dice tire, tower news the, yeah dice tower that's it and um you know so that's that's you know part of it is testament to, to that effort but um but yeah like we went when we went to origins that first time or i think it was the first time or one of them uh, or maybe it was gen con and like we were just in line somewhere and someone like recognized us from our voices alone mm-hmm. and i was like blown away i was like you kidding me like what people listen to this stuff um so that was such a a nice moment and just meeting uh being able to meet people through the hobby i think um as well has been so much fun you know i went to some early conventions with you and you know as an expat i think it's it's been tough you know to like leave your whole network behind so it's been a great way to kind of go to conventions meet meet people uh get to know people so yeah i really enjoyed it shout out to jerry wong um that was origin (laughs) all right kitty what has surprised me most about doing the podcast? Hmm. Um, I can use it in a sentence for if I you don't if you know want. an answer, I should repeat <laughs> the question to begin. 
I, I think Josh really did nail it with um, that anyone would listen is <laughs> shocking still. Um, <sighs> Nothing shocks you. I, I don't. Anymore. I don't know. Nothing surprises. Um, I There are things that surprised me that I like learned about myself from doing the podcast. I did not think I was going to become a game collector or somebody who um, has a hard time focusing because they scroll Kickstarter incessantly and has like 18 tabs open. I'm like, oh, maybe I should beg this game. Um, did not think I would be that kind of a person um, and just kind of falling so deeply into a hobby that I was like just on the fringes of when I started a podcast about it. So I, I guess that's up there. That's pretty surprising. No, that's, <laughs> I don't know if it's really about the podcast or because no, that's, of the podcast. That's a great answer. I mean, honestly, that is that is a fantastic answer. The thing you're most surprised about doing the podcast is you actually enjoyed the hobby eventually. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that makes it sound like I didn't enjoy board games before. No. I did. I just didn't know how much there was. Yeah. I, I was only in like, I was on the steps of the pool. I hadn't even hit the shallow end yet. Yep. And now I am like emerged in the deep end. Well, speaking of the shallow end, Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how is yours? <laughs> nothing wrong with the shallow end. No. It saves you money. <laughs> it does. So much money. Well, so I would say, unlike the rest of you three, I was not surprised that there was a following because I joined later. So uh, I assumed people were listening. Um, I think to steal a little bit of Kitty's answer, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I liked board games. I enjoyed board games. I played D&D. I'm aware of like, you know, the nerdy stuff that's out there. But I really wasn't aware of like how much stuff is out there. Just the incredible amount of it. Um, And then also, I think the other thing is during this pandemic, like actually seeing you guys and staying friends with you guys like through this not that like we wouldn't be friends anymore but it gives us a reason to talk to each other every week which you know we i probably wouldn't do and i'd see you guys way less if at all over these past over this past year and a half this is actually one of the things that makes me miss you most of all josh is is that connection right that weekly just mm-hmm. get together and talk yeah. that it's it's tricky to do when you don't have a reason to do it, right? Now, and and that's the thing, like, you and Gloria, we are always going to be practically siblings. It's just we're siblings that rarely see each other, and pandemic doesn't, you know, makes it worse on top of that. Um, But yeah, 100%. Well, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, obviously, like, it doesn't help when you uh, go and move out to the suburbs and have kids, (laughs) but of course, that's what most people do. That's... You know, as, as you should, you know. Uh, but we, you know, Kitty, uh, Chris and I used to all live in the same building uh, for a few months while Gloria and I first came to America. And um, Chris very kindly gave us a place to stay. Um, so we were living all together, playing games every week, going to, you know, pub trivia every night and stuff. It was, it was great fun. So many fond memories of all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, it, like you say, you know, getting to do this allows you guys to, to stay in touch. Well, and... So my thing about it is kind of dovetails off of that. I'm surprised most about what doing the podcast is how important it has become. Like five years is a decent amount of time. 
right? We're we're over technically this is episode 251, but we've had, you know, tons and tons of episodes and that are, are not on this. We had Kickstarter um episodes, we had side chat episodes, we had just a ton of different episodes and this is um hold on one second here. I'm pressing some buttons and my things is getting all messed up. But um, this is one of those things that it it is a priority in my life. Monday nights, 8.30, I have to be here. And I say I have to be here because I have to be here. And I also usually look forward to it, but I will always be here because this is something that is important. And putting out a weekly episode, that is important. And I feel responsible to our listeners to say, hey, you guys are taking time out of your days or commutes or whatever, especially the people who join us in the live audience, to listen to us. (laughs) 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 Remember when there used to be commutes? (laughs) Oh, good times. Um, But yeah, we want to do the best thing we can do. And I'm also surprised by how much work it is to do all of this, Um, which the three of you don't see as often. Kitty occasionally mm-hmm. has helped me out on the editing on the back end side of things. But, you know, putting the notes together, coming up with topics that are interesting, you know, the editing, putting everything up, making sure the website's going, all the hosting stuff, all of that's a lot of work. Um, I have kind of streamlined it as much as possible, but I just. Chris, I, I do appreciate you much more now that I do my own. So <laughs> I, uh, I thank you. I've done in just a way. enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To know how miserable it is. <laughs> yep. So it's it's funny, though. We normally do, are done recording Monday nights around a little after 10 o'clock Central Time. And I typically don't post the podcast till 1.30, 2 a.m. That's not because it takes me that long to do. It's because after I'm done doing the podcast, it takes me about an hour to two hours to get to the mindset where it's like, okay, now I got to go do the tedious stuff and do all the rest of this to get it out there. But it's again, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't go to bed until it's done. I have an alarm that starts ringing on my watch at 1115 saying post the podcast. And I just hit snooze until I actually post the podcast because there was there are occasionally times where I go to sleep and I wasn't able to post it for a reason, like a technical reason, usually. And in the morning, I'm like the very first thing I do when I get up, no matter how tired I am, is like go to my computer, get the podcast out there as early as possible to post it. So but yeah, other than that, like the rest of the stuff, I has been said. You know, the podcast is you know keeps keeps me interested, keeps us seeing each other. All that stuff is also true. So, all right, this next one's a little bit more um, looking forward. And Fletcher, I'm going to start with you on this one. Mm-hmm. What are you most looking forward to in this hobby? in general, in, in board gaming in general. So you've you've been doing the podcast for a while. You now see that this hobby is really big. Like, what what excites you about the future of board gaming? Um, just discovering new, I would say, like, crunchier RPGs, like Gloomhaven and things like that. I, I, I really liked how the Gloomhaven mechanic worked in, in general. I thought it was kind of new and interesting. Um and just learning about all the new games that are coming out is actually a lot of fun. And even if I don't play them, I, it's it's a uh, it's really interesting and and quite a bit of fun talking talking about them. Josh, do you have anything you're looking forward to? Like, are you still you're not? How active are you in 
in the board gaming hobby right now? What's the last game you bought and played? Yeah, so I mean, actually, it's I've I've got some of the pieces here. Um, you know, I, it's this game called uh, Truth or Dab from uh, the Hot Ones Wings uh, interview show um, that some people may have heard of and seen. But it's you know, it's kind of a twist on these deep question games that I like. So uh, you know, as I mentioned last time I was on, I have these questions game uh, games from the School of Life. Um, and they're, you know, it's almost barely a game, um, you know, it's just a, a lot of just deep questions about your life. And it's meant to have much more interesting connections with you and your friends. Probably best after a couple of drinks, some of those dope deep question games. But the Truth or Dab one is actually a lot more lighter. So they've got like different rounds. They've got like a pop quiz round. And, you know, they've got, uh, they have got some truth ones, uh, you know, that are like sort of deep questions um, and different rounds. And if you don't want to do the questions or you kind of lose the round because other people's answers were more interesting, then you have to take this insanely spicy sauce so for me the thing i was kind of looking forward to is like getting a lot more of my friends out of their comfort zone to play these kinds of deep games that that are really about connecting people because that's the, the thing i like the most about the hobby i mean i am nerdy i do love puzzles i do like playing chess but to me you know some of these very rule heavy games like big euro games with all these complicated rules i'm so focused on on these rules and the system that i'm not even like interacting with the people around me and that's the thing i'm craving the most is just to like have fun get to know people better that's why i think i love the social deduction game so much so getting people out of their comfort zones to play some of these sort of fun and challenging interpersonal games i think uh, is the thing i'm looking forward to i love it kitty um what am I looking forward to most in the hobby? Is that where we are? Yep. Is it the Kickstarter pages <laughs> okay. that you're looking at? Um, I got distracted <laughs> by Josh's answer. I was paying attention, um, but it, it went down oh, a um, path that I forgot what the question was. Um, I, I mean, I really enjoy Kickstarter, so we'll take it sort of in that direction where I like that there's so much variety in the hobby that, you know, there's everything out there from these huge box games to these tiny card games to, you know, games involving hot sauce. There's something out there for everyone. And, um, you know, if you are passionate and you have a good idea, you can make that come to life as a board game and find the people who want to play it. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, I know it's not that straight a line or an easy path for everyone, you know, who has an idea and wants to get it out there. But, you know, it, it, but you can theoretically like it's much easier than it is, you know, to do a lot of other stuff <laughs> out there. Um, so, you know, you you can really get as deep into the hobby as you want to and get your passion out there for other people to enjoy. See, I'm going to take this in a completely opposite direction. I am looking forward to not buying so many games. And <laughs> now, and that's, hey, I've heard this before, Chris. I, I, oh, I know, I know. I'm looking forward to playing <laughs> games with people in person. Well, that too. Oh, good one. But so the last five years, I've bought a lot of games. A lot. And I'm giving away a lot of games. Like the whole 2021 board game giveaway i've i've given away i don't know probably 40 games already this year and i still have over 600 games that it's, it's just a ridiculous amount so what i'm looking forward to most is being more selective in the games that i get so that i'm able to play the games i get i can buy all the games on the shelf 
right? I can go out there and be like, this looks pretty. I'm going to buy it. But if I own all of these things and never play Humble them, I mean, I, as, <laughs> I may give up. I may live in a cardboard box, but it'll be cardboard boxes made of gaming boxes. But the, the point is, like, if I don't get to play them, am I really in the hobby or am I just a collector? And I don't mind being a collector. I think games are art, and I think collecting games is a fun thing to do. I just want to play them. I want to play – I want to buy games that make me want to keep coming back and playing them. And one of the things that um, Sydney and I have started in the, for the last you know couple months is Thursday nights, I set up a new game, and we learn how to play that game. And we play it on Thursday night. And then I leave it set up until Wednesday night. And we can come back to it and usually play it two or three more times throughout the week because it's already set up. We don't have to learn a new game and we can sit down and play that. So I'm getting to play a lot more new games that I wouldn't get to play otherwise if it's just like, well, when we get to it, we'll play it. You know, we have this this thing and playing games more than once because, you know, someone accused me of being Cult of the New, which is true. But (laughs) also, I kind of like games and I like playing them more than once. So it's fun to do that. So that's what I'm really looking forward to is just playing more of the games that I own, that I buy. Having that ratio be a little bit closer to, you know, 100% as opposed to 60% is where it is now. All right, this last question is just an excuse for us to chat and talk. Um, And this is really where Josh's uh, text message comes in. But before we get to this, I want to do, because why not? I'm going to do the Patreon-only drawing for our $251 gift card giveaway. Because I believe patrons are listening to the entire episode, and they will go to, to minute 40 to find their name. They'll listen to it up until then. Um, so <laughs> because we do this all on the up and up, the way this works is I share my screen so that our live audience can see what we're looking at here. And they can see that there's one entry for everyone on the list, um, except for these, which uh, these don't count for this drawing, but I'm going to put them in there anyway. All right. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. There's going to be a winner that drops next to one of these um, win, or one of these names. If they're not a Patreon uh, person, then I will just keep doing one more tick until it's a Patreon. So that makes more sense to the people who are actually looking at my screen. Just know that this is a Patreon-only drawing and that the everyone drawing will be later in the episode near the end. So 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. And um, nope. That wasn't on the Patreon side. Um, uh, nope. And we're not saying the <laughs> names of the person because that would just not be nice. Um, so, and I'm pretty sure this person is in our live audience right now. And that would be Jason Rodney, who is our Patreon winner. Congratulations, Jason. You Huzzah. have two weeks to email me <laughs> to claim your prize, even though you could just slack me right now. I think he's um, not slack me right now. It's because it's <laughs> yeah. slack. Is this work? <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait a minute. Was this, was this work? I don't know. Um, all right. And thank you, Jason, for being a patron. Thanks, everyone, for being a patron. Hopefully, we give back more than you give us. I think that probably happens. Hopefully, that does. Um, but in any case, we will do an, a drawing for everybody who's ever entered our 2021 contest or been a patron or been in a live audience, um, you will all have an entry into our second drawing. So back to 
our questions, which isn't a question. This is just story time. This is reminiscing about the last five years and what this, you know, different things around the podcast, different things, you know, how it came to be. Um, we'll try not to reiterate the same stories that we've said in the past, although we will definitely touch on, you know, some of those, I'm sure. Um, but I think I I want to start with, uh, like, one of the things that I remember most about the podcast was my wedding cruise. And th- again, this is how important the podcast was. We'd been doing the podcast for uh, probably a little under two years at that point. And we were very much every Tuesday posting it. But we were going to be on a boat for a week. And we weren't going to be able to do a podcast. So we actually ended up doing one, recording one early, and then recording one on the ship and handing the microphones to our significant others to actually do the podcast. And you That's a great listen. episode. People it, should go rewatch that. It's so good. Listen, it's, it's so good. And like the support we had from them and still have, I assume, uh, you know, Spencer shows up for our <laughs> role-playing game episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen lets Fletcher talk to us on Monday nights. You know, Sydney listens to the podcast. Even without a commute, she's still, you know, one of the first people that listen to every episode. Like, the support from our significant others on on doing this podcast has just been unexplainably awesome. And I just, I don't know. Like, I just want to, like, a shout out to them. Thank you for being a part of this podcast, even if it's just a name alone. That's really cool. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking for a second and, you know, wh- whichever one of you, I'm not going to call on you anymore. Just you let well, me know. I, I will <laughs> jump in just because it does relate to the whole significant other thing. I just think it's crazy to me that, Chris, I've known you nine years now because actually I met Chris way before I ever came to America um, because my wife, Gloria, has been friends with Chris since she was like a teenager when she was like 13 because uh, Chris is actually friends with her, her older sister from college um and uh her her brother-in-law as well so it's kind of crazy to me that we met in like 2012 and i like came and stayed at your place and i very briefly saw kitty like hanging around in the background we didn't really hang out that time but that was what got me hooked on chicago and then we came and lived with you you know in 2016 um god i remember us going to like some improv show and like just some person uh, in the comedy audience, you know, I was shouting stuff out and then they were, they latched onto my accent and were like making all the classic, like pip pip cheerio jokes and stuff. And just being blown away by like, you know, portion sizes in America, we went to some waffle house together and they just, it was like five waffles with like a mountain of ice cream on top. <laughs> and I was like, my God, this is, this is so America uh, right now. So I, so many fond memories of, of that trip and, and getting to know you and then obviously starting the podcast, which I think at one point we were going to call like old player, new player or something. Is that right? We were. <laughs> it was going to be old player, new player. But I'm like, oh, we can't do that because you won't be a new player forever. Little did I know at the time yeah. that wasn't true. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky git. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I really... It was a it was a great idea, I thought at the time. Um, yeah, naming the podcast was the hardest thing in the world. Still to this day, I'm like, ah, did we pick the right name? I can't change it ever, but it's still a mouthful. It's it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a few weeks in, there was like tentative talk of changing the name. It was like, oh, should we change it? And then no, we didn't. No, no, and and it's Table very talk, meaningful. Mouthful like, talk. Mouthful talk. <laughs> 
But if you find it on your podcast catcher of choice, you know what we're doing. Like it's it's not it's not like Josh and Chris talk, right? Like which could have been. No, there was there was a lot of right. things on the table at the time, which wouldn't have aged well. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, you got a story for us? No, I think I should just start describing these Kickstarters I'm looking at and seeing you guys can pick what I back this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, the, the podcast has been so much fun and it has definitely maintained these ties when we've moved so very far apart. Um, and, you know, it just really shows my dedication to this podcast that I have had two children and the first one, I didn't miss an episode nope. when my son was born. Um, and yes, I did take, you know, a few weeks off, but, you know, we still did those little snippet episodes that we put out. I can't believe it's been over a year that I have had <laughs> um, two kids and we started doing tabletop bluey talk um, as part of our pre-show ritual because well, all I talk about is kids stuff now. <laughs> I mean, and that's actually one thing that I think about a lot is we started doing this podcast before we were parents, right? Mm-hmm. Heck, you were you were married, but I wasn't at the time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And all of these things are are archived. They exist. They're out on the internet, right? Our kids will be able to listen to their early years, at least, you know, talked about tangentially or get to know their parents like how other people knew them, you know, a decade from now, two decades from now, if they really wanted Chris, to. they're not and ever going to, yeah. to do that. They might. You don't uh, know. You never know. <laughs> Although, if they are listening right now, far in the future, I do want to tell one quick embarrassing story. Because when I first <laughs> met Chris nine years ago, he wasn't even with Sydney. So I was I was sort of commit. We bonded over the fact that I was commiserating with him because he was having a little fling with one of Gloria's sisters, which was hilarious <laughs> and very short lived and not a good idea at all. And she wasn't she wasn't being particularly nice to you, Chris. And I was I was agreeing with you. So it was a great way for us to bond. And uh, kids, uh, thank God that that didn't take off, eh? Because otherwise you wouldn't exist. Oh, yes. And if you did exist, you wouldn't be nearly as good a people. <laughs> Luckily for you, Ouch. Gloria does not listen to this. <laughs> I don't think Gloria would disagree. Actually, she gave me pretty good advice. Of, you sh- you want to stay away true. from that. So, yeah, it was a Very universal. True. You can love your siblings and still not want to see your friends with your siblings. True. <laughs> Fletcher, your turn. Get me out of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll try to write the ship. Um, <laughs> I- I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Like going back. I'd probably say like the memory that sticks out most for me is like the first time I was ever on the podcast as um, doing doing the drinking games episode. I think just as a stand in, mm-hmm. uh, just going over to your place and just getting you know kind of drunk, <laughs> playing all these <laughs> games and talking about it and recording. I wonder if the does that video footage live somewhere? Oh, the video. Oh yeah, on? it's up on YouTube still. Yeah, it's on it's the Tabletop Game Talk. Right. Yeah. That's uh, it's, that's terrifying. It's fantastic. Um, it doesn't have a lot of views, but it should because it's so good. <laughs> it should so not. That. <laughs> it's not deserved. Uh-huh. And I think there Back was a to, different... I'm still shocked that people watch this <laughs> slash listen to this stuff. <laughs> oh. 
And I, there was a different time. I think it was like when I actually joined the podcast. Um, you had me read all of the Patreon names or just all, yeah, just all the support <laughs> names. Uh, just Blind. cold and I'm just never like, I having have no seen idea. or heard them before. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've never read half of these names before. Like, can there please be more John and Jane Smiths on this list? <laughs> because Emil Jilljam, like, well, I don't know how to pronounce that. And just stumbling through all those now names. You do. I was like, it, I think it took me forever. Well, you have definitely gotten better. I'll give you that. Even though well, you still pronounce so. some stuff different than I would say it, but I don't know that I'm right either. So. In my head, whenever I read them and I'm, I read it different than what you say, it's like, it, it hurts me. And like, that's not how it's said. It's not how I normally listen to it, but it's definitely how I think it should be. But maybe it's not. But then I get confused. No, it's, we have a lot of patrons. If I I'm, love if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly, please write in and we will phonetically put it in the show notes. So I think you Eric don't have is to the only one name. who has ever. <laughs> I think Eric's the only one who wrote in to say, like, you've been doing it wrong that we didn't already know. Well, we've gotten a I few... know that Ben Gary. <laughs> I'm still I was that. right. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, I have gotten emails saying I am right, too. So I'm I'm going to go with that. But it's a lot. Actually, of the, uh, the drinking game episode kind of reminds me of the origin story of Kitty joining because Kitty, do you remember being ridiculously drunk and you and Chris texting me about you joining the show? Yes. <laughs> yes it was so fun. End of story. That was so funny. I was just, I was camping somewhere and I just get, I, and it, oh, I, I was still awake somehow. <laughs> and it was like your birthday and you guys were drinking back in Chicago. And I'm getting these texts at like 2 a.m. being like, Josh, can we add some people to the podcast? <laughs> and I was just, Kitty's amazing. Kitty's amazing. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yes, whatever you want. Let's talk about it tomorrow when you're sober. <laughs> oh, and I still did it because Kitty was very mad that I didn't have her on the podcast. Yeah. Because it was I her idea. I introduced you to podcasts. Yeah. She introduced me to 99% Invisible. I brought Invisible. podcasts into your life. Yep. <laughs> and then she's like, we should start a podcast together. I'm like, great. What would we talk about? And we came up with a few things. And then it was a conversation with you, Josh, that actually made me like, oh, we should do a board game podcast. And I didn't even think of Kitty, mm-hmm. um, even though I'd played more board games with her than I did you. But yep. yeah. yeah. So um, we were definitely on a kick of board games at the time because I just started living with you and I'd just been going to board game meetups in London and stuff. And you were like, oh, I've got all these board games. Let's play them. So we were playing them. Yep. Um, but yeah, we good, good decision, Chris. Binged Back Hadia in the day Quest. when you tricked me into playing Terra Mystica like <laughs> more than once. Oh. Is this like a massive like Forex game? Is that one of no, those big ones that take a, forever? It is a massive Euro game. It oh, okay, but a big, a long, annoying game. Big, long, Euro annoying game. game. <laughs> I, well, like, I, I, we played this one at one of the conventions. It was like a Star Trek 4X oh, type game. Oh, yeah, that, that's Honestly, actually Star Trek Ascension. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. And and so, I, I mean, <laughs> I will literally play anything. i to play it for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play anything, but it just, it took forever, man. It was just like, damn, we were here for like four hours or something, and then... I think it was, towards the end, it became obvious someone was going to win, and but the person kept like fighting anyway, and it's just like, ah, oh, yeah. So let you, us out of this hell. You were in it. Um, it was me, you, and Jen, and the game lasted six hours, but it was done after four hours. Uh-huh. 
But the two of you yes. just kept going back and forth at each other for two more hours. Oh, it was us, was it? And, oh, it was you. Trust me, it was you. And <laughs> yeah, I have since. I still own the game. I still want to like the game, but it's it is on my list of games that should be great but aren't for whatever reason. Um, right. And I will say that if you're a game designer out there, do not make a six-hour game with random events that can completely wipe someone else out after three and a half hours. Like, you shouldn't be able to draw a card, and it shouldn't say, <laughs> you lose the game. But you're still in it, so you have to keep playing, even though there's no chance of coming back. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing slightly, but that's basically what some of these cards Wow, say. I can see it still stings. I can see oh. the pain on your face. I've actually gone through this game, and again, Star Trek Ascension is what we're talking about. I've gone through and said, okay... I'm going to just pull out all the cards that are just exhausting. They should not be in this game at all. And it's about a third of the deck. But I think what I'm left with is like, oh, this is actually a game that could be fun now. Because these cards aren't so super swingy that you just grab something. Uh, Apparently, it's Ascendancy, not Ascension. But that's – thanks, Terrence. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's – and the game just has such potential. It's also so slow. If you're playing a four or five player game of this, you might as well just go play another game between your turns because you do nothing on other people's turns. And you have like nine action points on your turn. And it's just exhausting. It's just so bad. <sighs> but yeah. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yeah. No, but I'm going to keep it because it's still Star Trek and I like Star Trek and it's a Star Trek 4X game. That has potential to be better with just a few house rules. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, all right. I'm, I'm going to be good now. Uh, Terrence wants a YouTube video of, uh, you know, I should just do negative YouTube videos. That's one of the reasons why I haven't done a lot of YouTube videos is because I just have opinions about things and I just want to vent. And I don't want to vent in public. You don't want to just complain? I, I want to complain, but I want to complain to people so i don't mind complaints chris complains is fantastic it would be great as long as you guys were there to temper it right if i'm just spewing off into space and there's nobody there to like be on the other side to call me in real time old man yells at cloud (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) old man yells at cloud so yeah. Well, also, someone's obviously put a lot of time and effort. I mean, the, the, what it takes to like bring a game to market and everything. You're like, well, good on you for doing that at least. You know, okay, it's not perfect. So I see your point, right? Like, you don't want to be this like negative Nelly who hasn't like you know put together like a, a proper you know game like they have, um, and just sitting on the sidelines being like, well, um, actually, uh, yeah. this could be much better. But that's true. It could be. And so actually, Terrence mentions like it would right. be negative. It would be a video about making games better, and I agree. The problem is every once in a while I'll go to BGG Board Game Geek and I'll look in the variant section, and every time someone posts a variant, it's just a literal forum about talking about you know house rules to games. The first to third comment after every suggestion is someone saying. That this game doesn't need to be fixed, or this game doesn't need that, or this would break the game. Or just always someone being like, the designers know what they're doing. Spoiler alert. No, they don't. They don't. Designers are great, and some designers are great designers. They still make bad games. I love Eric Lang's designs, a lot of them. Bloodborne, the card game, 
is terrible. Terrible. So, so bad. The thing with designing games and stuff is, yes, you can make a game that you might like, but oftentimes you're also making a game that it needs to be published and we haven't had a time, enough time to put this out there and, and test it enough. And everyone's like, they've tested it thousands of times. I bet you they didn't. I really do. There's some games that I know were not tested thousands of times. So when a good game gets published and there's just one or two things that are just really irritating about the rule set, you have to wonder, should I just not play the game or should I try to fix it so I enjoy it? Gloomhaven's an example. Gloomhaven will never make a top 10 list for me, ever. Because as written, that game is tedious. I can't play it as written. But with a few minor house rules, I find it immensely enjoyable. But if I put my house rules on BGG, I just get a list of reasons why I'm wrong and why my fun is wrong. So, yeah. Anyway, that was just a tangent as to why I don't do videos that say how to make a game better because... All you'll get is people yelling at you for trying to break their perfect game. I like Matthew's suggestion. Future YouTube show, Pissed Chris has a hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Someone else help help me. Fletcher. So I've narrowed it down to four Kickstarters now. Oh, uh, all right. Post credits. <laughs> Post credits. We will be talking about Kitty, and she is going to be telling us about her four Kickstarters. After the after the credits, um, Fletcher, any other stories or, or thoughts that you want to add to this our five year anniversary? Um, nope. Let's close the book. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, Kitty, I'm just so excited that tricks trick taking games are like I feel like they're catching on. Like when I came into this hobby, I remember we played um, Moons. I think it was. Yep. Do you remember this game? And I was just so excited because it was a trick-taking game and I could get Spencer to play it and, like, he didn't like it that much. Oh, no, Nyet, too, was another one. They were, like, kind of the front wave. And now I am looking at, like, three or four different games where trick-taking is the main mechanism in use on Kickstarter, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I I love trick-taking games. I always have, mostly Euchre. but yeah, things oh, like Oh, I just I just got introduced to that this this year on a on a skiing trip with Ryan and it, sometimes I think it's is if your group is really good but like wow, what a great game. Yeah, Euchre is just one of those games. It's a college Midwest college game is primarily where you see it, but um yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Trick taking is a lot of fun in general and the crew, I'm glad that it has the success that it has because it's making trick taking kind of mainstream, but also making it just really fun. Um, Josh, have you checked out the crew yet? No, go to Amazon, not. go to Amazon, fun. Google the crew game and just buy it right now. And you will thank me for All right. it. Like it's just buy it. I'll do it. It's a, it's a cooperative. Chris, trick I think it's you also it's need done. to get um, Fox in the forest duet because it is similar to the crew, but it is, specifically for two players so you and sydney should check that one out i will think about it i have a lot of Courtney, two-player games. yell at him now <laughs> <laughs> wow all right josh i go, go ahead kitty oh i'm also really excited like the crew is just like a crossover i think that um we've also in the last five years really seen like a rise in cooperative games and, and solo. storytelling games solo games yes like the legacy Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And when all of those can kind of tie together is so much fun because the crew really has like a little bit of like all of those elements. I mean, you're not really, it's not a legacy because you're not really changing the outcome based on what you do in earlier games, but it, it is, you know, kind of a campaign style game where you're playing a cooperative trick taking game through a series of different challenges. So real really encapsulates all of these trends from the last five years. Yeah. And, and we can see like just in our taste too, because early on co-op games and solo games, especially were not things that super interested us. And now co-op games and solo games are probably my primary go to. <laughs> like I'm not looking for a lot of new, you know, two to four player competitive games. I'm looking for games that I can experience with people as opposed to be competitive against people. Well, I think that goes into, you know, we've seen a lot more of them. So like the competition often makes things better. Like the the more there are, the more ideas other people get and the better this kind of game becomes. If you look at something like plain old pandemic, that was like what there was five years. I mean, like pandemic legacy had just come out when we started this podcast and like, those games were all, you have to hide your hand of cards from the other players because that is the only secret information that makes this not a solo puzzle game, which I play it on my iPad as a solo puzzle game all the time now. So now there are so many different ways of doing that kind of game that are better. It is more interesting. It's not that like, oh, our taste has changed so much. It's that kind of game has changed along with our taste. You know, it, it, they feed into each other. Yeah. All right, Josh, any more stories? Um, it's, uh, I mean, it, there's so many. Uh, it's hard to remember them all. I loved our live shows. Uh, it was amazing to kind of have, have an audience, man. It was like that took me back to like my theater days in uh, sort of, you know, high school and college and stuff. And that's what I love about doing the podcast. You know, this one and the one I do now. I just love um, it's just how that, nervous mm-hmm. you were to do every live I was. show. You were so nervous. I, I, you can see it on the videos and, and it's weird because like I'm the kind of person that like spent time like on stage and like lead parts and plays and stuff but this was more personal like I'm not a character I'm like me um, I think if I did it now I'd be fine because like I, I've done it long enough that I'm more chill and also I'd never been to conventions either so I wasn't like I didn't feel in my element I was like oh I'm, I'm new to this I'm new to the hobby like you know, I, I don't know if I belong, blah, blah, blah. But now I think I'd be more chill. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll do one again well, one day. Maybe next year when the world is a little bit more open, mm-hmm. um, we'll have to see if we can't get all four of us at a live show. I'd love that. I'd be <laughs> down. Fingers crossed. Coordinating, yeah, coordinating with you people is practically impossible. But um, So <laughs> five years, I will say, I'm going to end this just before we do our second drawing and credits and then help kitty pick a kickstarter um i have i've missed one episode i think i wasn't on i think kitty did everything on that one but um mm-hmm. uh, we were yeah it was me and kitty i think yep. did one without you but i want to say that ends too because i did one with fletcher solo yep. yeah that's true. Yeah. but i want to say i appreciate you guys logging on every monday night despite being tired despite having dogs to walk despite Josh traveling all over the country. Like (laughs) this was something I really wanted to do and I could not do it 
without you. And if anything, the fact that I'm trying to, you know, flounder around on YouTube by myself is is proof that I am better with you guys by far. And it's it's not just a sum. It's like you you guys make this thing we do exponentially better. Even though I do most of the talking, you guys are <laughs> most of the entertainment. Um so I'm just going to say thank you guys for for doing this. Josh, thank you for coming back and doing this with us. Um, it's, yeah, it means the world. And we yeah, said the, it before. Yeah, the f- feeling's mutual. Yeah, you are always welcome back. Always. I, you have your own podcast. You have your own thing. Um, but, you know, you are always welcome to come back anytime you want. And we will definitely have to do the convention thing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. That. For sure. I'd be really excited to do that next year. Um, I think, you know, you know, I love in-person stuff. And so I, I think that would be, uh, yeah, a, a great idea. I'm all about it. All right. So let's do another $251 giveaway right now. <laughs> um, participants can now see your application. Well, that's good because that was the intent. Um, all right. So five, four, three, two, one. Um, Eric Huffman is our second winner, both in our live audience, both won <laughs> on other patron niches. So because of that, because we had two patrons win, I am doing an additional drawing. This is not for $251. This is it's for, $1. for less than, this is for $1, just the $1. Um, this is it's $2. a $100. Yeah, this is a $100 gift card. And the only people who qualify for this are people who emailed an entry in. This means that patrons, you've already won twice. You are not eligible for this particular drawing. Um, and live audience, you're also not eligible for this. I want to, cause we always have like email entries. I want people to know that, Hey, you don't have to be a patron to win stuff here. And a lot of people aren't that do that. So right now we are only doing if you've ever emailed me. So here goes. Five, four, three, two, one. And were the random numbers? Did it work? It did. Christopher Hatchet. I'm going to say Hatchet. Looks like a hatchet, right? Mm hmm. All right. Yes, that seems accurate to me. All right, Christopher, you have won $100. You have to email me within two weeks. That still applies. Um, and let me know Amazon, cool stuff miniature market whatever you want wherever you want this gift certificate for let me know where to and that will be sent to you also christopher should be noted you are still in the 2021 giveaway all of the winners today were in spite of the 2021 giveaway um this was just for our annual episode in spite of in spite of because in addition to hey i don't use words that um you know other people would use for the same definitions of stuff you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dry humor. All right. So let's see. Let's let's go out. And Josh, why don't you do Fletcher's part? So you're going to do the Patreon names. Oh, but first, God. Kitty's going to do Kitty's part. <laughs> I was going to say, he's changing names. <laughs> All right. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. If you'd like to follow us on social media, the links for Facebook and Twitter are in our show notes. Want to watch us record live? You can find a link for that in the show notes, too. Comments or questions? Email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by your patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website, tabletopgametalk.com, and clicking the Support Us link. And there's a link in the show notes, too.
Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Jeremy Fisher, Terence Meltner, Sean Peck, Christopher Dong, Jennifer Engelbrecht, Brian Arnold, Michael Yanagowski, David Sellers, David Radke, Jason Marks, Anne Reynolds, <laughs> Christopher Letko, Stephen Judd, Leanne Velhurst, Joe Rackstad, Weatherman Keefe, Paul Raymer, Gerard Jimothy, Ben Gary, Matthew Droke, David Rank, Nicholas Lotz, Jerry Wong, C. Marie, Justin Willard, Jason Rodney, Cindy Lum, Eric Hoffman, Adrian Dong, Faz Flintham, Eric Silander, Glenn Cotter, John Williams, Sir Sally, Andrew Fayash, Kamal Berth, Peter Fleming, Gary Bunker, Lightning Steve, Lighting Steve, Jim Conrad, Dan Seed, Ryan Ellett, Danita Hersey, Sean P. Kelly, Mike Smith, Caleb O'Brien, Don Gilstrap, Aaron Moore, Ron Nelson, Agnes Toth, Charles Pearson, Jesse Wheeler, Ronald Roy, Tony Simpkins, David Garner, and Darren McClellan. <laughs> thank, oh my God. Thank all of our patrons for putting up with us murdering your names each week in a new and <laughs> entertaining way. <laughs> Until next week. Keep playing games and having fun. And stick around for After the Credits if you want to know what Kitty's going to buy on Kickstarter. All right, Kitty. You have four Kickstarters you've narrowed this down to? Or is it three now? Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm still looking at four. Um... Is one too hard? Would you like to share your screen so that we can see these Kickstarters? Um, Hold on. I've lost one suddenly. (laughs) And for those listening, Um, we will talk about the Kickstarters as well. And for those still listening, you could probably end the podcast right here and you wouldn't miss anything. Ow. Rude. (laughs) Chris, what was that game you told me to buy? I've forgotten it already. The Crew. Oh. All right. So let's uh, let's watch Kitty be Goldilocks and find out which game is just right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. All right so Wait, what, so first so, up oh, is Wicked go. and Wise. I think this is like I don't know. It's got animals. It looks fun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a trick taking game. It does have animals. You know, it it just shows that you didn't listen to Dice Tower now because you would know <laughs> that it's got animals is kind of up there on my list of requirements in a game. Okay, but I want you to go to the top. Scroll to the top of the page. And we are going to look at what this is. So Wicked and Wise has a, p- a pledge goal of $9,700. So that's in your range. It's currently raised <laughs> just over 24000 though, with 882 backers. So this might be too backed for you. Let's I go know. Look at like, the are next there one. too many? Yeah, I think this is too popular of a project. Let's look on to the next one. Kinless. Uh, Kinless. A, I, I don't want to say it. Mork? A solo Viking adventure. A Mork Borg Mork solo Borg. Viking adventure. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one actually looks really cool. Also funded in under three hours. Also almost thirty six thousand dollars with seven hundred twenty one backers. But I'm gonna go. I like this the intro here that shows like the Viking bloody axe and and the font. And it's a solo game. So how does this? This one has yeah, so, so far. I know. 
Um, I think it's just like um, a book. It's a basically a solo role-playing game kind of a thing where it walks that line between is this a role-playing game or is it a choose-your-own-adventure book with some more mechanics. Um, I don't know. I like that Chris was won over by just an image of a bloody axe. No wonder he spent so much money on games. I'm, I'm shocked <sighs> that Chris is not pointing out that this does not have a video because normally he won't back something that doesn't have a video. It doesn't have a video, but this is this is for you. And my standards for your Kickstarters are much lower than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll have to look into this more. Uh, Christopher's telling us. Um, more about this, but I is can't a read the chat and like do a thing? this. <laughs> yeah, because to me it sounds like it was written by the Swedish chef Mark Borg. <laughs> I don't know. It, it I looks interesting Mark to me. Is a, what, its own is, game. It's like what a, is the backing? Ple- what is the backing level on that? So I would probably just do the fifteen dollars digital. So you can get a PDF of it for fifteen dollars. Actually, yeah. that's not bad. That's that's not bad. I, and I don't know if we talked about price book. for Wicked and Wise. Um, cause that one I think was 25. Yeah. 25. Okay. All right. Next one is order of nature. Also mm-hmm. with animals. Also no video. Now this <laughs> one's right up your alley. So the pledge gold <laughs> here is $2,567. It has 22 days to go and it Oddly has specific. 20, it has 20 backers right now. Uh, usually it's converted <laughs> from a foreign currency when you see those weird numbers. Um, oh. but I believe this is from Hong Kong. Yeah. Yep. So $761 so far. So this game will likely not fund unless you buy about 20 copies. So it might, you never know with these ones. They, they sometimes will limp along to the finish line. That's true. Um, and a copy of I'm this very is curious. Sometimes I back them out of like, oh, like I, I get this, like, oh, I need to back it. It needs me. And by the way, you know, I'm not really spending the money because it's not going to fund anyway. And then it always funds. Um, <laughs> and, and then. But I don't understand this uh, ratio thing. Like you guys um, were saying, oh, this one funded in three hours, so you shouldn't do it. Is that just because it will take forever to get to you? No, 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 no. No. It's. This is Kitty, making fun of me. Yeah, Kitty specifically <laughs> looks oh. for Kickstarters that need Kickstarter, not Kickstarters that oh. don't need Kickstarter. So if it funds too quickly or it's making too much money, obviously <laughs> oh. it shouldn't be on Kickstarter. I thought there was actually some logic to this, but it's actually more of like an emotional thing. It's like, oh, but these guys need it more, so I'll yes, back them. That's, right? that's yeah. exactly what it is. That's cute. <laughs> All right. So then you have... Uh, I was wait, looking is, at this one. This one's too big, though, I think. Oh, this one I've already backed. So this one is Flamecraft. Okay, good. Cool. Uh, Flamecraft has raised one point almost $2 million with a goal of 25000 It has over 16,000 backers with nine days to go. It looks flipping adorable. Uh, there's the art so is cute. Dope. Look at the look yeah. at the dragony meeples. There's, they're so cute. I guess they're, they're not meeple, meeples. They're figurines. Yeah, they're dragon figurines. Different. Each player has a different color dragon figurine and a different mold um, as well. Now, ultimately, this is a worker placement game, uh, but it's worker placement where you're going to visit dragons baking donuts and stuff, or you go to the sausage factory where you have a fire breathing dragon that's like cooking the sausage for you, and it's just adorable in so many ways it's also not that expensive if you get the base pledge that is without all the fancy uh component upgrades it's only 40 dollars. and but everyone is doing the other one actually look the shopkeeper pledge is a thousand backers what's the other one 
the Flame Keeper one mm-hmm. is fourteen thousand backers. So yeah, that's, and that one was. I'm curious about this sausage shop. Uh, what the sausage is made out of? I hope it's not dragon meat. Um, it could be. It's probably not, <laughs> but you really can't tell with dragons. Um, but these ones look pretty cute. So okay, they probably I just don't want something. I, I love breathing the- on my food to cook it. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> love the name. The, the name of this shop is Fogo de Char, which is a Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it looks really cute. But if you already backed it, I'll, I'll let that be. But yeah, so that's it. Um, I think I'm going to start with uh, Wicked and Wise and I'm going to back um, Order of Nature and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but if you want to talk me into uh, Kinless email me i hey for <laughs> for a pdf for 16 bucks i might back endless um i have to look at the gameplay a little bit more on that one but I might yeah i also do don't know if you need to have other resources from because i think it's it's an add-on to a bigger game i don't know if you need more stuff you know mm. oh this is an old one all right well. you need to stop sharing <laughs> all right okay well, everyone, that's it. <laughs> thank you for helping us look at Kitty's um, Kickstarters. And you can email her if you have a preference for any of these. Email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Attention Kitty in the subject line and tell her what she needs to back. <laughs> um, if you have any game recommendations for Josh or Fletcher or Kitty, by all means, email us. If you have game recommendations for me and you can find something that I haven't backed or seen but would want, well, I'd appreciate that. So yeah, do that too. Um, and then, as- then pick some lotto numbers too because holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please send lottery numbers. Just give me some random numbers. But um, And really thank everyone for listening to us for so long. We have some listeners that have literally been listening since the very beginning. And um, Or if you've only listened, if this is your first episode, um, congratulations for making it this far. Uh, or, <laughs> right. or Are you still doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but, Please ooh, keep listening. Lotto numbers. I'm, I'm going to use Christopher's lotto numbers that he just posted in chat because, hey, if I win, I can say <laughs> thanks. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me back, guys. And, this was so much fun. And yeah, and Josh, thank you for coming back and thank you for helping start this whole thing off. And you know, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna say here's to another two hundred and fifty one episodes because um that's a long time, but <laughs> I'll we'll talk in episode two hundred and fifty two, which is a role playing episode, I believe. No, it's not. Uh yes it is. I don't know. It depends on how many months it is. <laughs> but are I have a great Yes, I have a great role-playing topic, and if it's not a role-playing episode, I have a great game topic. So listen next week, and you'll hear another you know topic, because um, that's what we do at Tabletop Game Talk. <laughs> <laughs> listen next week, and you'll hear some more stuff. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>